0: Hi, it's hal anderson thanks for checking out the daily podcast for my show connecting winnipeg and if you can please listen live weekdays from 10 to noon on 680 cjob i want to start the show with um we'll carry on the talk the start uh, began this morning pre-pandemic things you'll never do again for me i, I as much as i love food i could I write a food column, Um, I don't know as though I could do a buffet again. I I really don't know if that's uh, something that I will ever do again. So I want to open up the phones here in about 10 minutes. The things, the pre-pandemic things, you'll never do again. And I'll get into some of the uh, options here in a bit. And then the other thing I want to ask you about today, the supply shortages that we're hearing about. And I mentioned that coming up after 11 o'clock in an hour from now, we're going to talk to Willows Christopher from Shrugging Dr. Beverage Company. Uh, they're having a hard time. Uh, well, it's, it's more difficult to make wine. There's a wine bottle shortage. Uh, corks are costing more. Fruit to make the wine is costing more. So we'll talk to Willows in an hour after the news at 11 o'clock. But again, in about 10 minutes here, we'll go to the phone so the pre-pandemic things you'll never do again and your supply shortage stories um tell me and i'm seeing many text messages and i'm getting a few emails on this as well but i want you to pick up the phone on this if you've got a good story for me i heard one this morning somebody uh, asked about a couch and they said yeah we can get that for you january or february And then they said, well, what about this? This is my second choice, and it happened to be in stock, and that's what they went with. So your supply shortage stories and what pre-pandemic things will you never do again? On the supply shortage, Global News reporter Erica Alini uh, explains what is hard to get right now.
1: So furniture
2: and appliances um, are a big one. Um, I am part of a few... um, Facebook groups of people renovating in my neighborhood, and there are horror stories of people who've been using a single burner and a toaster to, uh, you know, make meals for months because the new range they ordered is stuck. Is um, you know, and so I just have friends who um, have been waiting for a new bed for, you know, uh, over a month. Uh, things like that. Um, toys, uh, depending on the brand, I've heard of, uh, specific toys that, um, are stuck currently, uh, in the, in the supply chain. And so a number of retailers are saying, well, you might want to get your kids to, or later to Santa earlier this year so you can grab what they want now, um, in case, um, you know, the, the shelves are empty, uh, earlier on. Um, it, it, you know obviously vehicles. Uh, so we've we've had a shortage of new vehicles uh, for for quite a long time. Now we're hearing a, about a shortage of um, tires. It really is quite pervasive.
0: Global News reporter Erica Alini. Um, and what's the reason? Well, the short answer uh, short answer is it's COVID nineteen.
2: There's a little bit more to it. Uh, But certainly, I would say the pandemic is the big one. Um, And if I were to sum it up uh, in in very simple terms, uh, what the main issue is that we're just ordering a lot more stuff than we did before the pandemic. We're spending, we're still spending less, uh, much less of our dollars on services. So going out, restaurants, movies, concerts, what have you. And we're just ordering a lot more things. Um, And so the supply chains are usually pretty nimble. And they're struggling to um, handle this uh, this surge in demand that's been lasting since the summer of last year.
0: And finally, Erica, when will it end?
2: Um, it's hard to say, uh, but uh, uh, what I'm hearing is probably uh, sometime in mid 2022.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the supply shortage. And like I said, we'll talk about uh, the difficulty making wine local winery having a hard time making wine or at least getting the stuff they need uh to make wine and if they can get it it's costing them more uh, again we're going to go to the phones in just uh, five minutes from now i want to hear your supply shortage stories and i also want to hear from you the pre-pandemic things you'll never do again and i'm getting some good ones by text and email here uh but like i said pick up the phone here in about five minutes and and tell me your story todd says how i'll never share a cigarette with anyone ever again so gross hmm uh says "Hal, i've been listening to you talk about the wine bottle shortage believe me i've been doing my (laughs) i'm i've been doing my best to supply all the empty wine bottles i can over the past couple of years yeah no kidding um absolutely i think a lot of people have been drinking more wine and, and imagine being a winery like you know shrugging doctor and and knowing that there's more of a demand for your product and not being able to put as much out there or or having to work harder uh, to put your product out there. So at the start, MacLink, McGarry and McNabb started the conversation this morning on this, and, and I'll continue it here and we'll go to the phones coming up, pre-pandemic things you'll never do again. This is a uh, an article based on a Reddit thread. I love Reddit threads because it sort of gives you a sense of what people are are uh, saying out there about something. And, and on this front, here are some things that people say they will uh, never do again uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, commute, that's a—that's that's number one on this list, right? People that have commuted in the past for a half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half, in some cases, five days a week to get to the job, are now saying, no, uh-uh, I won't ever do that again. I uh, won't go to work sick. I uh, won't feel bad about calling in. And saying, I've got a cold. Won't treat my job title like it's my family name. I think people, some people have been able to go, yeah, you know, my, my job's not 24-7. And uh, I, I'm there there is a, or we can find a work-life balance. Uh, somebody here says they still want no contact delivery to be an option. It is kind of handy at times, right? Restaurants not doing carryout or takeout, or um, and some restaurants that didn't do that before are now doing it. And, and this person on this Reddit thread says, boy, I'd like to see that continue. Blowing out the candles on a birthday cake, yeah. I, I don't know as though we'll ever see that again, the, the same way again. Man, maybe we will. I don't know. Maybe some people, maybe this isn't uh, one of the ones that would be on your list. I want to hear what's on your list. Pre-pandemic things you'll never do again. Uh, somebody here says i'm certainly careful about what i touch Hmm. Uh, i will continue to sanitize my hands having a non-stop out all day go 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 schedule i understand why i was feeling constantly frustrated i was burning out slow down enjoy life a bit some people are saying that they will move outside of the city. They don't need to be in the city for their job, and we've already seen some of that during the pandemic. Nightlife. Uh, somebody here says, "I like staying home on on a Friday night." Didn't do that before, and and now I do, and and I'll continue to do that. Here's the big one for me: eat at a buffet. And there are actually some buffets open again in Winnipeg, and and I just some of the videos that went around at the start of the pandemic showing how germs are spread at a at a buffet i love food but i don't know I, I i'm not sure i'll do another buffet uh somebody else here says i really love the accessibility of a doctor's visit over the phone a virtual doctor's visit sure yeah i can understand how that's uh, kind of convenient somebody else says going into a public place while sick without a mask i think we're going to see a lot of people continue to wear masks absolutely Somebody here says, I like the fact that if I want to see a, a new movie, I don't have to go to the theater. Many of them are available at home for $25 or, or 30 bucks. Yeah, Jackie and I have watched several uh, movies like that. We still like going to the theater. We've done that a few times um, since the pandemic uh, numbers got better. But, yeah, I, I get it. I, I understand the, the uh, appeal of watching a, a movie at home. Some, I think, are better on the big screen in a theater. Shaking hands. And giving people some space. I heard them talking about this on the start this morning. You know, the stickers on the ground that say, you know, stay six feet back or or two meters or whatever it is. Yeah, it's been nice to have a little more room and not have somebody right behind you, right, when you're in the uh, checkout line at a grocery store. Pre-pandemic things you'll never do again and your supply shortage Stories and coming up after the news at 11, we're going to talk to Willow's Christopher at Shrugging Dr. Beverage Company. They make wine and other beverages. Uh, they're uh, having a hard time getting bottles, corks, the fruit that they use to ma- uh, uh, to make their drinks is costing, I think Willow said, four times as much right now. So this supply uh, uh, shortage issue is significant. Let's get to some uh, text messages and uh, also a couple of emails here. And of course, if you want to grab a line at 204-780-6868, I'd love to uh, chat with you. The thing that you will not do now because of the pandemic anymore and uh, your supply chain, uh, supply shortage stories. How uh, good morning. I've been noticing cat food is getting hard to find in the large bags. I was at a large store on Sunday uh and shelves were almost empty you're seeing more and more shelves now around town uh that are are empty and you're seeing it with uh, you know particular uh, uh products and I guess in this case uh cat food Sheila says how I will never ever take my friends for granted again the monthly lunches were therapy that I desperately need now I hear you, Sheila. I've got a, a more uh, I've got a better appreciation of for my friends and when i do get together with a with a friend now man i feel so good after i i get together and and then i had some friends during the pandemic my my pal dave patrician uh, the sports doctor is on the show once in a while and him and i for whatever reason we've been friends for years and years and years but during the pandemic we would often two or three times a week pick up the phone and have a have a chat and it was therapeutic talking today we talked more during the pandemic than we ever have uh, and it was, uh, it was fantastic. Somebody else is here. I'll never get on a crowded transit vehicle again. Yeah. Um, Jim, the bailiff, my pal, Jimmy says, how I was warned 10 months ago to buy ASAP and not wait, uh, wait months ago, I bought three sets of four tires because there was going to be a shortage of tire sizes. Plus used tires are selling for a premium. I have heard that we had on, uh, was it Jason from uh, from Denray Tire, I think? Yeah, I think he was on the show saying that, yeah, it's it's hard to uh, get some tires in some sizes, some brands. And um, uh, Jim says, apparently used tires are selling for a premium right now. Hal, buffets, that's the one thing that I'm not sure I'll be able to do it again uh, since the pandemic. A person here says, how uh, most buffets now, if they're open, have somebody serving you so you don't touch the utensils yourself. Okay, well, that makes sense. Um, I'm okay with that. Didn't didn't know that. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, Doug says, Hal, we had a family dinner last night. It was great, but we talked about the old days. Our 28-year-old son brought up a Halloween party he had 20 years ago, when we had bobbing for apples. OMG, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to have 20 kids sticking their faces uh, in a tub bobbing for apples anymore. No kidding. How uh, we uh, had a window that was broken. I had to get new glass. It took two and a half months for the new glass to arrive. Wow. Another one here from uh, Jim. Hal, I'd never sit in the middle row at a sports event again or order a beer. That has uh, 15, uh, oh, I see that uh, 15 hands would uh, grab and pass it uh, down the line. Gotcha. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Isn't that funny, eh? Stuff that, boy, we just go, "Mm mm-mm, not anymore. Gar says, Hal, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Can't wait to see that in theaters. Uh, I'm with you on the buffet, unless behind glass, and they serve you. Yeah, and we've just heard that that's apparently the case with some of these buffets that have, uh, opened up, uh, Hal, I ordered a new Polaris side-by-side quad in September, and first delivery date was November, now it's been changed to March of 2022, hmm, Hal, I don't get on an elevator anymore with more than one person, uh, Tracy, Hal, this is so gross, I will never, ever lick my thumb again to open a plastic bag in a grocery store ever again. Yeah, no kidding. Hal could not find, Jan says, Hal, I could not find uh, Aquafina water in 500 ml size. Sometimes the, the product is still there, but you can't find your brand and you can't find uh, the particular size uh, that you uh, are looking for. Eating birthday cake after someone has blown out the candles, John says. Yeah, we talked about that. All right, Jim Toth, come on in here. Uh, Jim, what are you doing on my show today? You've got your own show now.
3: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm more than happy to wait for the calls because I hope to get some in the afternoon as well. So that's a great yeah. job uh, as you're doing. So, yeah, I, I'm excited how um, I can not thank uh, Brent Williamson, Heather Steele, everybody at Global for the opportunity and 680 CGOB as well. And, and in a lot of ways, feels like I'm coming home. So. Uh, it's been a fun ride since the summer. I love being around and, and being uh, interacting with, with people like yourself who I've known for years, and, and so I'm pumped for the new opportunity. Yeah, congratulations. That's
0: how I should have started it. Congratulations on the Jim Toe Show, which will be weekday afternoons here on CGOB from 1 to 3, and then Jets at Noon is going to a full hour now, noon to 1, ahead of the Jim Toe Show, and you're going to join Cam Poitras and co-host that show.
3: Yeah, I'm going to ride side saddle with Cam, who's been doing a great job. And and I think it was obvious to a lot of people listening because every time I would fill in at 12.30, there's a lot of people who just there wasn't enough time to talk Jets. So, you know, most of the Jets news comes out after the 10.30 skates if they're here in town or or somewhere maybe earlier on the road. And so you get all the breaking news for the Jets lineup and everything going on at noon. So uh, Cam graciously uh, brought me on board there to be a co-host with him. And we're going to sort of talk Jets, talk National Hockey League, have a lot of fun doing it and have some guests, but be able to have a, a more extensive hour to sort of break down what's going on with the Jets that day, that morning, that week. Well,
0: I'm happy for you, man. Um, and, and it really is a welcome home. And, and you know what? I'll say this about Brent. And Brent is the guy who brought me back, right? He's the guy that brought Kathy Kennedy back. And and Heather's the one that gave me this opportunity from 10 to noon with Connecting Winnipeg. And she's the one that uh, is giving you the Jim Show. And I'll just say this. Radio is... Radio is such a weird business. I love it with my every ounce of my heart. Um, but sometimes in radio, people leave, contracts don't get renewed, whatever, right? People go. And often when they go, they never, ever come back to that radio station again. And I just want to give Brent and Heather and our management team now kudos and props for saying, you know what, that was a mistake. We need to fix the mistake and bring that person back. They did it with me. And they're doing it with you. And and they deserve credit for that. Radio is a is a crazy business. I love it, but it's crazy. And for them to fix wrongs from the past, I
3: think is huge. Well, you know, I appreciate that, Hal. I, I'm like I was more than grateful for just even filling in over the summer holidays and, and doing all sorts of jobs, whether it was in the afternoon, the your time slot now, or, or filling in for Cam on sports in the mornings or Christian. At night, but you're right. It rarely happens. It is a, <laughs> a crazy business, and I've been <laughs> texting and talking to everybody since February who reached out, and, and I just said, "Look, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's a crazy business. Nothing surprises me anymore." Um, but this did surprise me, and and Brent and and Heather deserve a lot of credit for not only you know what they've done so far with everybody, but the lineup they've put together um and look it's no secret to anybody listening right now or to radio in general that there's more than enough qualified people that deserve an opportunity and i'm just very grateful and thankful for this one um and i'm going to make the best of it and i'm very excited that it's also not just sports it's it's other things like news talk that i feel is is it really lit a fire under me to sort of do some new things as well at this stage of my career so i couldn't be more thankful and also more excited for it starting uh, next monday well, I'll tell you
0: what, here's what I like about it. I am a Jim Toth fan, and so I'm excited about the Jim Toth show from 1 to 3, and it starts next Monday uh, here on CJOB. I, because you're, you're real, Jim. And that's what I've always tried to be. Just be me. Some people might not like me, but if you're, at least if you're genuine and authentic, you can, you know, uh, fly that flag. And then the other thing I really like about you, and I've always done this, news talk can be pretty heavy at times when we got to do all the serious stuff. But if you can do it with a chuckle and a smile and a, and a sense of humor, that to me, is massive, and you have that. You have that sense of humor. You don't take yourself too seriously, and so I think it's going to be a huge hit. I'm so excited for you, and I wanted to have you on for a couple of minutes. I feel real good moving to this show and having you replace me in the afternoon.
3: Well, I appreciate it, Hal, and I, I thank you for, for all the support, too. I've known you from my Shaw TV days, and I'd go to the old course building in the basement. <laughs> you guys would be giving haircuts or doing whatever you yeah. did um and and i met you then and and you were gracious and friendly and outgoing and much like most people in this industry in this town has i've been very fortunate to be a winnipegger i'm a proud winnipegger now and i look forward to having discussions with winnipeggers helping them unravel and and delve into the news of the day and also uh have some fun doing it with some sports talk
0: it's going to be great jim thanks a lot pal and i can't wait for the jim toe show to debut on monday at one o'clock and then of course you're going to be on jets at noon with cam for a full hour starting monday
3: and keep up the good work, Hal. because I steal a lot of your ideas. I'm glad to be following you.
0: <laughs> Anytime, pal. Anytime at okay. all. Jim Toth, uh, the host, the new host of the Jim Toth Show, which begins here on CJOB at 1 o'clock on Monday afternoon, 1 to 3 ahead of Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. And Jets at noon now grows to a full hour starting on Monday. Cam Poitras and Jim Toth co-hosting the show. Pretty exciting stuff. And he mentioned the lineup here on CJOB. Man, I'm telling you, I'm pumped. Like, uh, to be working with this group of really talented individuals, it's just phenomenal. I can't say enough about the lineup here on CJOB. Mm -hmm. Joining us now on the phone, bomber great number 97. They call him Big Bird, Doug Brown. Hi, Doug. How's it going, Hal? How are you? excellent thanks for uh, jumping on here for a couple of minutes of course bob irving and coach o'shea with the coaches show at seven o'clock tonight uh here on CJOB. uh pretty exciting the bombers uh will host the west final on december 5th you got your <laughs> if, if you got your long johns and stuff ready for that doug
4: yeah i told bob i said hey because Bob likes to do it with the window open, right? The the broadcast, we have those. We have all the paneled windows open, and uh, we get the ambiance. We get the, the feel the cold. We get to hear the crowd. You get all that energy coming into the booth. So I said I'm going to be wearing my snowmobile suit without question on uh, December 5th, my <laughs> big FXR onesie. That's, what's, that's what I'm yeah. going to be sporting in that broadcast booth, <laughs> that's for sure. But hey, our, well worth our, the sacrifices you got to make for the cold.
0: Sure. Yeah. Hey, our question of the day at CJOB.com. Who would you like to, the Bombers to face in the CFL's West Final on December 5th? Number one answer so far, 44% Saskatchewan, 26% say BC, <laughs> Edmonton at 20 Calgary at 10%. I, Saskatchewan, yeah. right? That's the correct answer, isn't it?
4: Well, I think, uh, you know, obviously since everyone thinks the Bombers have a very good chance of winning that game, then it might as well be against your most uh, despised uh, prairie rival, so uh, I think that's why you get that answer in terms of uh, having Saskatchewan at the top of that list. So if you if you if you think you you know you have a high probability of uh, having a great game and uh, defending your home turf, then I think that is definitely the team you'd like to do it against.
0: Boy, and it, it's tough to think you know that something's going to go wrong for the Bombers here because
4: they are on a roll. Yeah, yeah, I mean. If it's, if it's possible, uh, they're actually getting better right now. That's that's the crazy thing. We talked to Mike O'Shea after the game on the on the post-game show, and I asked him, I'm like, listen, we saw, you know, in this game, we saw the special teams contribute and play very well and score a touchdown, and offensively, um, the guys are in a great rhythm, and then defensively, it doesn't get any better than shutting a team out. So I'm like, is this the most complete game the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have played in 2021 and uh he agreed he thought it was for sure so when you have all three phases winning that's why you get a one-sided score like we saw there 45 to nothing it's it's pretty incredible this team is good enough to win with you know just the defense being dominant because you know the offense have not score that many points and it doesn't really matter the field position special teams gives up and we've seen them win some games this year in that fashion but This time around, all three phases were firing on all cylinders, and uh, they were just a juggernaut. They couldn't be stopped, and that's why you have that crazy point differential. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: And,
0: um, you know, wins kind of bring more wins and momentum and confidence, and it, it just seems like everything is going the bomber's way right now.
4: Yeah, and now there's uh, some new challenges that, that come with being so successful. Right. The fact that you cannot improve your standing in the Western Division one iota going forward, and you have three games remaining, and then you have a bye. So there's a bye week right now, there's three more games, and then there's another bye week of the start of the playoffs before you play again. So it's, uh, it's a good problem to have, but it's a fine line of uh, juggling Making sure your roster is healthy, but making sure your team is sharp and you're carrying momentum into the playoffs because you don't have to look farther back than 2019 to recognize yep. the Bombers weren't the best team in the West in 2019, but they were the hottest team uh, going into the playoffs and, uh, and the streak they got on, winning on the road in the playoffs. So uh, very, you have to be very cognizant of that as, as a team and a head coach in terms of that fine line of balance between rest and preparation
0: and and doug the right answer is i mean yes if you've got injuries you rest up you 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 deal with injuries you give players that need some rest some rest but the answer the right answer here is you play your players right
5: <laughs>
4: well that is the right answer as long as no one gets hurt how well when right but hurt, that's, that's really really good then that's the wrong <laughs> yeah, answer. So, right it's uh honestly for me it's just uh, it's a team by team, a player by player specific situation. So I, I don't think you can just put a blanket on it on that situation and apply it to everybody. I think it depends on the player. I, I think it depends on his veteran status, on how many bumps and bruises he may be uh, nursing or, or or contending with at that time, and then uh, you make a call from there. But you're right. Ideally, you want to have that momentum going forward. But you know, you cannot. The last thing you want is one of these. Uh, outstanding players and Winnipeg Blue Bombers have more of them than any other team in the CFL you just don't want to lose anybody
0: mm-hmm. and I'll just get you to weigh in quickly here before I let you go on on the news of the day out of the CFL the Red Blacks in Ottawa have fired uh, the franchise's first GM they're two and nine no no surprise I guess um what about Lapo any any thoughts on that if I'm not sure if you're hearing that for the first time or not
4: yeah no I just saw that on Twitter actually. So. uh Uh, the word on the street is that, uh, you know, Coach LaPolice and his coaching staff will be retained. And uh, basically that kind of scenario, if the GM gets fired and and before the head coach, they're saying, Hey, you know, they had, they had the gun, but they didn't have any bullets for it. Right. So that is uh, that's the scenario. I think that is unfolding right now with the red Blacks. It'll be real interesting to see how this plays out. You know, not often someone of that, that high in the organization and structure, Gets fired before the season's even over, so it just shows you uh, how unhappy and the kind of unrest in uh, our nation's capital for that football team.
0: Hmm. Hey, Doug, thanks a lot. And uh, it, it, listen, if you're a Bomber fan, and even if you're not a Bomber fan, you're just a Winnipeg fan. Exciting times as the Bombers clinch the West, and and we'll see how things go. But man, I'm I'm telling you, it's hard not to think there's another
4: Grey Cup in in the in the cards here. Yeah, these are, you know, exciting times, but more it's, it's historic times. You know, the way this defense is playing, potential to go, you know, have a back-to-back opportunity. You know, it, it might be a long, long time before you see a scenario like this unfold. So, uh, you know, everybody should get as involved as they can and uh, try to witness it as close and up, first, uh, up in person as possible because uh, it's a pretty special season that's unfolding in front of us right now.
0: Well, and back-to-back and a pandemic in the middle. I mean, it, you're yeah. right. It, it's, it's historic. Hey, Doug, thanks yeah. a lot for this. Appreciate it. No problem, bro. Thanks for having me on. That is a bomb or great, Doug Brown. So we're uh, talking today about the supply shortages, and certainly uh, let me know the supply shortages that you're running into out there at two zero four seven eighty sixty eight sixty eight 6868 or hal at cjob.com. I was uh, reading about a wine bottle shortage on the weekend, so I reached out to Shrugging Dr. Beverage Company. Willows Christopher joins us now. Willows, good morning.
5: Good morning, Hal. Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. Are you still Winnipeg's only winery? Uh, To my knowledge, yes, we are. Cool. Uh, We've talked before, and uh, I I reached out to you and I said, hey, uh, wine bottle shortage, true? And you said, yes, but that's not all. So... (laughs) Uh, what are some of the challenges, the supply challenges that you're facing right now at Shrugging Doctor?
5: Yeah, so, I mean, the shortages number uh, have been pretty much extending to everything. I, I guess it's a combination of, uh, you know, COVID-19 and then <clears throat> probably boats getting stuck in the Suez Canal didn't help anything either. Um, but my my wine bottle price uh, baseline has gone up, you know, 20 30%. Um, our corks have doubled in price, the seals for the wine bottles have doubled in price. Um, aluminum cans, there's a shortage as well. We have some uh, vodka sodas and seltzers and stuff that go in aluminum cans, so we've had uh, trouble getting those. Um, and not only has the price gone up on a lot of things, but also the shipping time um, has increased significantly. So where you, know, you used to be able to get a pallet in you know, a few weeks, now it's a couple months. And so all of that it makes your uh, business tough to complete. Yeah, I mean, like manufacturing in general, right? Like you have to buy a lot of, um, you know, inputs from different places and then assemble them and then sell them, right? So when costs and time uh, go up, you know, it's, it's more difficult to run the business for sure hmm um i'm curious to know
0: um and we'll get back to uh, the issues that, you, that you're dealing with the, the shortages um did you see during the pandemic uh more of your product being purchased because we heard that a lot of people were drinking more wine through the pandemic they were home more maybe they were stressed out a little more glass of wine in the evening you know to kind of calm the nerves did you see an increase in business during the pandemic
5: I wouldn't necessarily say increase, but definitely a shift. Like we saw our, you know, we're on delivery services like Skip the Dishes and Uber Eats. So we saw our delivery volume uh, go significantly up. Um, but then obviously with bars and restaurants being closed, we're not selling, you know, to them. And breweries in the city aren't selling their kegs to the restaurants if they're closed. Um, And we still haven't been able to go back to uh, sampling our products uh, because of the pandemic. So, um, you know, that was a great way for local businesses to kind of show people and let them taste and experience new products. So we still haven't been able to go to that. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of we got to wait for the... (laughs) every the dust to settle before we can kind of tally up everything you know what i mean
0: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and so uh, are you able to produce as much wine and other beverages then as you want right now obviously the cost is higher so i'm sure you have to pass that along to the consumer but are you able to produce as much wine now uh or are you having to pull that back because of the supply shortages that you mentioned
5: yeah, you know, we're we're, we're hoping so. Um, it's starting to really kind of hit us now because obviously with a lot of our the wines we make out of Manitoba-grown grapes and the old wines that we make out of local fruits, um, we all usually age those for about a year, 12 months to 18 months. Um, so, you know, what I'm selling right now is all last year's product that we've made. But now that we're kind of, you know, the pandemic's been going on for a long time, we're starting to, to see where we have to make a new batch for 2021. And, oh, the price went up by, you know, four times or whatever. Um, so, you know, hopefully things kind of correct themselves and get back to normal because I don't know, you know, how much more of uh, this kind of stuff manufacturing can take.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know we're hearing uh, depending on what the item is, middle of next year before things might get back to something close to normal.
5: Yeah, well and then the you know, at least for us the the drought this year didn't help either. Like our the cost on my my raspberries and my cranberries and my strawberries are all significantly up just because of um of bad harvests uh this year because of the the huge heat wave we we had in the, in the summer.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you said in a text message on the weekend to me, some of your fruit costs
5: are four times higher. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's, um, you know, it is what it is. Like, uh, I understand the, the grower's, you know if if their harvest is a quarter of what it uh, used to be then they have to sell it for four times to make the same amount of money right so you know i empathize with uh, with the farmers and that we work with but um you know it, it's hard to pay four times the price for something and essentially reducing our margin by you know four times
0: and so, have you had to raise, or or do you anticipate having to raise your price for a bottle of shrugging doctor wine? Then, based on what you're dealing with right now, I know that you know some of the fruit that's uh, fermenting is last year's crop that maybe didn't cost more, but wine bottles and corks are costing more. So, I mean, what do you do, right? As a as a, a winemaker, you you have to pass those costs on, I would imagine.
5: Yeah, I mean like ideally not. Um, you know, I grew up in Winnipeg. I don't want to pay $30 for a bottle of wine. And uh, I think we're at kind of a nice level balanced level right now where we're getting a fair price for our product, but um yeah, I mean like what do you what do you do, right? Like if if things um continue this way and it looks like the you know, the, the the government support for businesses is kind of over at this point. So it's like what what do you do? If prices don't go back down then I yeah, I guess We have to increase prices, but I'm Mm -hmm. trying to avoid that if if, if I can.
0: I think everybody is. I think, you know, you point out that businesses really hate to do that, but at some point uh, you have to look at it seriously. I'm curious, uh, you know, we've seen such a a swing. You talk about a shift or a a change, a swing. We've seen such a swing uh, further toward buying local. You're a local beverage company. Are you seeing that support as well, Willis?
5: Yeah, I I think there's really been kind of a um, mentality shift with a lot of people. Uh, We do a ton of like uh, farmers markets, Uh, even through the winter. We're at the St. Norbert farmers market every Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 2. um, And we see a lot of people come out there because... You know, like these supply delays are hurting the consumer too, right? They buy a toy on Amazon for their kid for Christmas. It might not arrive in time because everything's delayed. So being able to go down to a farmer's market and buy stuff from from local, um, you know, makers not only helps, you know, the local businesses, but also helps the consumer get a better product quicker and, and right there too. So I think there has been a, a big shift in people coming out and, you realizing that if they don't support local businesses, there there won't be any local businesses, right? Yeah. Will
0: uh, Willows, thanks a lot for doing this, and uh, it's you got a great product. I'll encourage people to try it out. They, it's available, as you mentioned, the farmer's market, but it's also available out there at some retailers, and then your website is shrugdoc.com, S-H-R-U-G-D-O-C.com. Thanks a lot.
5: Yeah, thanks, Al. I really appreciate it. Willow's
0: Christopher, Shrugging Doctor Beverage Company. It really is Winnipeg's only winery, and it really is a great beverage company, and they've got some really cool products. So I would encourage you to to check them out, you wine people out there, if you haven't tried Shrugging Doctor. Final half hour of the show, and every Monday after the 11.30 news, we chat with global news anchor Lisa Dutton. Lisa, good morning. Good morning to you. How was your weekend? Anything special?
1: It was good. It went by fast. I'm telling you, these uh, (laughs) kids' activities are back, right? And I said, I'm never going to complain about having to drive my kids to all this stuff again. And (laughs) after... About four hockeys and a couple swimmings. I'm already feeling complainy, Hal.
0: <laughs> there you go. Nothing wrong with And now you can complain on the radio with me. And that's, and that's fantastic. Go. Thank yes. you for
1: the opportunity You're for be on every Monday to complain.
0: You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, actually, we're talking about a couple of things today. Pre-pandemic things you'll never do again. Or if you want, you can switch it up. Um, somebody else here said, uh, Hal, I'm, uh, I'm changing it. I'm reversing it on you. Uh, They say that uh, when the pandemic is over, I'm going to be going back to the office after working at home for the past year, so no more napping at lunch. (laughs) So that person's um, not looking forward to that. And then also the supply shortages. Have you had any examples of supply shortages in your life, anything you wanted but you couldn't get or you have to wait a long time before you get it?
1: You know, oddly enough, and and I don't know if I was just too late to the party, but a, a couple items of equipment, like kids' hockey equipment and stuff mm. like that, I don't know, sort of maybe more of a obscure thing. But, yeah, I was trying to get my hands on some stuff um and, and just the stores are kind of throwing, you, you know, the clerks are kind of throwing their hands and they are like, we don't, they can usually ballpark when something's yeah. going to be back in, but it, it's really getting a little dicey and it does kind of prompt you to want to pick stuff up now um, ahead of the game, especially when it comes to Christmas <laughs> and stuff like that.
0: Right. Like, you know, the, uh, the shortages cause you to go out and make the shortage worse because you're trying to buy the stuff you might not even right. need it. I think you talked about that.
1: Yeah, and you don't you you don't even want you don't want to throw it out there because you don't want people to panic, right? But I still feel like I I I recall last year around Christmas when we couldn't buy essentials. And I'm remembering a handful of things that I that I really had trouble getting my hands on. Wrapping paper being one mm. of them, right? It it wasn't essential at the beginning. I think they sort of adjusted it uh a little later on, but uh, yeah, I'm seeing that stuff now and uh I'm snatching it up.
0: What about you, pandemic things you'll never do again? I think the big one for me, and there's a bunch, right? But Mm -hmm. I think the big one for me that is just kind of a, uh, uh, not going to happen is, you know, going to a buffet. Now I understand, (laughs) I understand the buffets have changed it up a bit. They serve you and, you know, they've made some changes, but the good old buffet, and I used to love a good buffet. Don't, you know, Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Uh, but that's just something I don't think I could ever imagine doing again, lining up and dishing up your own stuff and sharing spoons and, yeah, just no way.
1: Yeah, you think about that, too, in the the, the bigger scheme of all-inclusive resorts. That was one of the last things we did before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I was like, I went to a buffet every day three times a day right before the pandemic and you're like oh I don't know you know what's going to happen to some of that stuff one thing that really stood out to me was a couple times through the course of the pandemic we've had to go to a walk-in clinic like a walk-in medical clinic and now you know you check in and then you just you wait in your car until they call you in and i think that that's a fantastic idea i don't think that we need to be in walk-in clinic waiting rooms ever again sit in the parking lot in your vehicle right that
0: is that is a good one and i also like the virtual doctor's appointments right if it's just a Mm -hmm. checkup and you're just getting some meds uh refilled uh, that's perfect
1: Uh, Yeah, that, and I also like the idea too, uh, a lot of family events, like I remember zoo lights, and you know, maybe you're going to the corn maze, now you book your spot, and what I like about that is, You're showing up, you know you can count on getting in, you know, you're not up against a great big line and and being disappointed. I like kind of that extra layer of organization. I know it's a lot of extra work for a lot of these businesses, but Mm -hmm. it's it's nice to kind of lock in your time and secure what you're getting. What I want to know, who's going to be the first guy to lick their finger to open the produce bag in the grocery store?
0: Somebody I, I catch my, <laughs> I catch myself every time and I go, No, I can't oh. do that, right? I, I so far have not done that. Somebody mentioned that earlier uh in a in a text message or, or an email. I gotta ask you, are you you know, you're a grown woman, I'm a grown man. There was a time when I was younger when I would dress up for Halloween, right? When we would go to the bar or there'd be a party or something. Are you one of those people that dresses up for Halloween? And and what about your boys? What do they want to dress up for as uh, this Halloween, any any hot costumes?
1: I usually throw a little something on. I'm usually exhausted, you know, by the time you get the kids ready and get them all organized, you're like, I've put enough effort into Halloween. Yeah. My oldest son was laying out some Fortnite character or something, <laughs> and then what I try to do is convince them to be, you know, something that we already have, something easy. Let's <laughs> like, resurrect the mad scientist that I make yeah. one of my kids every year because we have it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we don't have to go and buy a new costume, right? Or, Or you've got everything you need for the costume already.
1: Yeah, you just have to kind of... Steer them in the direction of what do we have on tap here? But uh, no, we uh, ordered a costume, and you know, then you're you're tracking it and hoping that it gets here on time. And and uh, I think we got our ducks in a row, so so that's a good thing.
0: Good. Well, that's something else that's hard to get. Some costumes are really diff. They're going to be hard to get in time uh for Halloween and and now we're very close to Halloween I see that and this is obviously a- adult costumes I see that Squid Game on Netflix has caused Ooh. and inspired a lot of uh adult costumes this year obviously that's that's not for the kids but I guess it's it, a lot of adults think oh if they are dressing up that's a good one because it's they can easily duplicate the uh the outfits uh, uh from the show hey what about uh, i've always just been lazy and so i don't rake my leaves right i, I leave mm. them for the winter but now i'm hearing that's what you should do leave them uh, what about you at, at your house
1: you know what we have very few trees in our yard at this point it's uh, a, a newer kind of situation that we're in so we're we're trying to accumulate more trees and leaves. so we have (laughs) raked the handful that we have but yeah they talk about it being sort of like an insulation right yeah provides nutrients Mm -hmm. yeah leave it
0: for the for the critters and uh you know it ends up back in the ground and stuff i I kind of like that idea like i said i've done that for years so i was ahead of my time i guess there you go (laughs) lisa thanks a lot we'll be watching tonight at six o'clock
1: you bet big press conference today at two uh hal sorry regarding the uh the pan-canadian proof of vaccination so be sure to tune in at six for all the details on that
0: yes and i just received notice a few minutes ago that we will be carrying that live today live today here on cjob at two o'clock kathy kennedy will be uh, with you this afternoon lisa thanks a lot
1: Cheers.